0: all right it's week uh, i guess three of the nba season and welcome to another episode of three dudes one hoop i'm mike as always joining me is easy and benny and uh we're a little high on life right now because we just got copped some tickets to go watch uh two top five teams according to nba.com power rankings so we're gonna watch the heat bulls uh in december and we're going to kick off this conversation talking about the number one ranked team at NBA.com, right? Official, official website of the NBA, <laughs> NBA.com. Their power rankings have the Miami Heat at number one through three weeks. Obviously only six games. Really, early, sure it was early really hard season. for them
1: to have us as number one, but you know. Yeah.
0: All- <laughs> ESPN had us on number two, so, you know, I don't know what's going on over there. SI, uh, Sports <laughs> Illustrated had, had the Heat also at number one, so... Uh, you know, it's not just because we're Heat fans. It's not just because I'm wearing a Heat shirt. But we gotta talk about the Miami Heat. Uh, they're just they're red hot. Uh, through six games. Um, uh, I, I guess uh we'll we'll also talk about you know some of the other teams in the power rankings because you know we gotta talk about other teams that are just not that man the Miami Heat. But uh, there's a lot of interesting teams that we're gonna talk about here in the top ten. Probably teams we. Teams we talked about a little bit in our preseason predictions, but, uh, you know, teams – it may be more surprising are the teams that are not here, so we'll talk about those too. Um, but we'll kick it off with the Heat. Uh, they just came off a win uh, against the Grizzlies, and I think they play again tonight, right, Benny? Um, against
1: – No, they, they're they Go- on again tomorrow.
0: Okay, they play – yeah, they play tomorrow night, Tuesday. No, we're, we're recording this on Monday, November 1st. So they play again t- tomorrow against Dallas. Yeah. They're coming off a four-game winning streak. Um so we'll see how that goes. They got a tough Father's stretch coming grade. up. Yeah. Really tough slate of games. We got Dallas, Boston, Utah, Denver, Lakers uh all within the next week. So that's going to be pretty interesting. But yeah. I'll, I'll throw it to you Benny. What do you see from this team? Why are they deserving of being in that number 1 position on so many different power ranking websites? The f-
1: first place to start uh they got the number one defense in the NBA. And that's clear to see. I actually think that as far as a defensive trio, I don't think there's a better one than whether you want to have Jimmy Butler, Bam, and PG Tucker, or Jimmy Butler, Bam, and Kyle Lowry. As, or even if you want to say a, a f- top four defensive group on one team, there isn't one. And it's showing on their um, throughout their games. Their point of attack defense is much improved. Their paint defense is so looking so, so good. And they're holding teams to, I was checking it out. They're holding teams to a league best or worst. However you see it 41%, 41 and a half percent from the field. And that's obviously that's number one in the NBA. And what's, I think is most impressive about this team is how good their offense is looking. Uh, I think we all expected their defense to be really good, especially when they uh, finalized the acquisition of Kyle Lowry, but their offense is also looking really, really smooth and uh, This is with Duncan Robinson not getting off to the best start, which I don't want to say is concerning, but, you know, he's a $90 million player now, right? So you're going to have some sort of expectations for Duncan Robinson. It's something that you expect to come along. Uh, uh, Eric Sposho was asked, I forget if it was the Memphis game or the Charlotte game over this past weekend. He was asked, you know, Duncan was only two for 11 from three. Are you concerned? And he's like, yeah, I'm concerned because he only shot the ball 11 times. So, I mean, that kind of tells you that Eric Sposher does have some – obviously does have hope or he does expect Duncan and Robinson to get back to his best, to get back – to get those shooting splits up. I think he will too. Only six games. By that same token, if we're going to talk about Ducky Robinson struggling, saying it's only six games, we have to also mention that the Heat have only played six games. So, it's a great start. <laughs> it's a great start a for sure. Early, I'm really little happy. Little for sure, early. Mike. I'm sure you're really happy too. But, like, yeah, again, for sure. it's six games. Um. I mean long may continue but the Heat are looking really good. I think I'm I'm very comfortable in saying that the Miami Heat are are in contention for the to reach the NBA finals again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean they look like the class of the east right now. Um, obviously you have teams like Brooklyn and Philadelphia that's still figuring things out. Boston as well, you know. We'll see how that kind of goes. Sorry, yeah.
1: I think since we since we last talked, they played Brooklyn, Charlotte, and now they played Memphis and Brooklyn obviously they played against Kevin Durant and James Harden they looked really really good they up. i th- I don't think the nets can match up well with the heat because if you want to look at their especially in the in the in the front court death where i'm looking at uh, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus and Paul Millsap those guys are used to being throughout their careers they were used to being kind of the number one options that every that their teams kind of cater to so they what i mean by that is they were never expected to do like the dirty work stuff that you need to be able to beat a team like yeah, you Heat need glue that guys. Yeah, glue absolutely. Which is, yeah. The, Miami Heat, the Miami Heat now have a ton of glue guys. Absolutely. And I think as far as from an effort perspective and even just as far as like understanding your role perspective, because we have been seeing guys like Kelly Martin give the Heat good minutes. And I think the Nets are going to struggle with that a little bit, at least when they're facing the Heat. Uh, The Hornets had the number one offense in the, in the NBA, and they didn't even get to 100 points. Sure, they got 99, but they didn't get to 100, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> They didn't get to 100 points. The Heat played really, really well. It And was got a little nervy there, I think, in the third quarter where they cut it down, but the Heat played them really, really well, man. They were really a test for the Heat, and then on against Memphis, uh, Bam Adebayo couldn't play, and they played them off the floor as well.
0: So. Yeah, and, you know, I think the offense has been probably better than I would have expected just given, you know, kind of the new additions, and you, you it typically I think the Heat kind of have slow starts that's kind of their mo um but they've gone off to a really fast start i think the chemistry is really good um their offensive net rating or offensive rating is one 111.6 which is fourth in the nba right now and like you said benny the defensive rating is number one so obviously you know you're gonna win a ton of games if you keep that up um but i really like the additions of Markeith morris and pj tucker i think they're giving the heat um just like more wings that you can throw out there and and just attack your their you know start players you know we saw it with The Bucks against Giannis, and uh, you know, again with the Nets, and on Saturday at at the Grizzlies, like John Moran just could not do anything. Uh, He just couldn't get it going, and without without Jaw, the Grizzlies just fell apart. So, I I really like the new additions. Um, They're already getting off to to a fast start. So, I guess with with that being said, well, we can cool it on some of the 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 love for the Heat. Uh, Easy, do you have any last thoughts on the Heat before we move on to another? Yeah,
2: I I can bring some. Let's let's relax first. Yeah, Again, I'll break it down. Bring going, the down. You know, you're going down. we need on that great we need start. That. Real <laughs> I, quick, easy.
1: Before, before, yeah. do you do? You, would you guys agree that that the Heat could be in contention to reach the finals?
0: Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. said that before the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I yeah, had them. Okay. You guys had them a little higher than I did in the preseason. I think we right? had them at three, right? Easy. Yeah, you had them at, at three. Least. You had them at four. Yeah. I mean, they're blowing that out right now. So for sure, they're they're definitely one hundred percent. Yeah, I
2: mean. When, I, when they made the acquisition of Kyle Lowry and they spent the money and P.J. Tucker and Duncan Robinson, I said, you need to believe this team is a finals team. Mm-hmm. You need to. You can't just pay these guys and expect them to, like, kind of, you know, sort of contend for the finals. Like, no, you got to contend for the finals. This is it. Like, you're not going to get better than this once you do this because you got to extend Tyler Hero later. Uh, So, like, it needs to happen. Whether you want to believe it or not, I have to believe that they're a team that wants to contend because that's what they're paying for. That That's what they're doing. They're investing... My bad, phone's ringing right now. Give me a second. <laughs> that's all right. That's nice Pat Riley. <laughs> no,
0: nah, yeah, but I think, what this is exactly what Easy's saying. Like, they're yeah. going all in now into this window. And for Kyle Lowry, like, he's an aging asset, but he still has, like, a couple good seasons that you can squeeze out of him, right? He's, I think that's where you're going with that, right? Yeah, so, yeah. like,
2: they, they, like I said, their windows two years or three years at most, in my yeah. opinion. By 2025, this roster won't be what it is today. So you have to go for the championship. And on the note of like the Heat starting off great, let, let me just break this down real quick. You put the Heat played a Milwaukee team that was missing like four or five guys. So I disregard that game. And it was also after cool off from the Milwaukee getting the rings from the game before.
0: Yeah, that was definitely a it is what here. it is. Yeah.
2: Indiana, they lost to Indiana, which is a one in six team or one in five team. So great. You beat the Magic, which everyone's beating the Magic. So, congratulations on that. Brooklyn, Franz solid Walker, win. So annoying. <laughs> Franz Wagner, bro. That's, that's the next boost. Um, Brooklyn, good win. Charlotte, as great as they are offensively. So, the defense did a phenomenal job. Their defense is atrocious. Um, atrocious, like awful. Like, they let the Heat score 114. So, they're atrocious. <laughs> um, and then Memphis without job. like Like you guys said, the defense looks impeccable. But let's slow down on, like, let's get into the stretch, right? Let's see how they do against the teams that have continuity, like Utah, Denver, LA, like again, Denver will probably lose, but at least they've been together for years, So maybe they play better. Who knows? Um, and I, I don't know, like, I feel like they don't have a lot of games coming up that are like really, really competitive yet. So I think that second half of the season is when the heat are going to have to hit their stride and that's when they're going to have to play some better teams. So we'll, we'll see in the long term, the signs are all up, like they're, you can't get off to a better start than what the Heat have done. You can't ask them to do more than what they've done, so um, yeah, they look good. I agree, and I think that yeah, and I agree with what
1: you're saying about like at least the, the strength of schedule so far. We're seeing kind of when you put it into context, like the bugs from missing players. Like I guess you could even say Brooklyn doesn't have Kyrie. Um, the the Hornets have a bad have a bad defense, but I do like the. It's encouraging to see at least compared to what the Heat were rolling out with last year it's it's encouraging to see like, for example, like their best the players struggle a little bit like LaMelo struggled a little bit. um, When they played him he's played well pretty much every other game he's been in John Moran struggled against the heat Uh, James Harden struggled really badly against the heat as well, so those those things are nice to see at least from for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, the the roster is definitely full with a lot of defensive, you know, hard nosed players, glue guys like we were talking about. Um, so, you know, we'll see where they go from here. They have a tough set of games ahead like we were talking about earlier. Um, but from mm-hmm. there, I guess we can kind of bounce around. I don't know if you kind of want to talk about the Bulls or the Utah Jazz were number two. Um, but there's, you know, there's some pretty good teams right now the, this first couple weeks of the NBA.
1: Where are the bulls yeah. in that?
0: So the bulls are number five in the power rankings. So they have an offensive rating of 10 defensive rating of six. So, you know, the top 10 in both categories, uh, has has been playing well, uh, that, you know, the, the, the DeMar DeRozan has been a really good addition on that team and Vucevic, you know, still doing Vucevic's thing. So, um, uh, we're, we're very excited to see them in December when they play against the heat, that'll be oh, yeah. a, a great matchup. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys uh, been able to catch a game uh, of the Bulls lately or uh, do you guys have any thoughts on on how they're doing so far? It's, pre- it's a pretty good start for them.
2: Yeah, I, I can. Yeah. Uh, Benny, I don't know yeah, if you wanted it. to go off first or um, go ahead. I've seen fine. I've seen a couple I'll parts of Bulls games. Um, they move so well in the open court. Their transition offense is like like it's just insane. They got runners everywhere. They got guys hustling on defense every single play like they're, they're tenacious. They're, they're, they're scrappy in a way. Um, and they got scores. Like, again, like maybe not like three point scores necessarily, but they got scores. And like, if someone's having an off night, you're not worried that your team is going to completely fall apart if you're the bulls. Cause you have, let's say DeMar's having a bad game. Guess what? You got Zach Levine and Voos that can carry it. You even have Alonzo who can fill it in from here and there. Um, you know, it's just a team that's so starter strong that like their bench doesn't even really matter until you hit like second round of playoffs probably if we're being honest, like that's when it's gonna start noted like the like the bench is gonna be like noticeably bad. Um, we'll see. I mean the bulls look really good. i'm I'm really excited about that team and what they can do just because of the mismatches that they can create um on the offensive side defensively, their intensity would need to keep up throughout the season and into the playoffs. so that's something that we're gonna have to watch and see if that actually, keeps happening the loss of patrick williams for the year is probably going to be huge for them um at least from the wing perspective because there's a lot of wings that they're gonna have to end up covering in the playoffs at least in the east so time will tell but great start for the bulls really excited uh for that heat bulls game coming up yeah
0: yeah definitely and uh, their schedule so far has been pretty easy just looking at it now they played detroit twice uh the pelicans toronto new york though they lost against new york Utah they beat them 107 to 99. That's probably their most impressive win of the season. By far. And then it, it's going to get tough for them. I mean, they play Boston who's in the middle of trying to figure out yeah, we'll uh, if they're Boston good or later. not. We'll get to them. Uh they play Philly back to back, Brooklyn, Dallas, Golden State, LA Clippers. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see we'll see how these weeks. teams do
2: in the yeah. next couple of weeks. That's when it's going to really tell us if they got something going or not.
0: Yeah, but they're definitely fun to watch. I mean, you, you see those those Showtime highlights with Lonzo and Caruso and it's, it's the show, as they say. So it's been it's been pretty fun to to keep up with. Um but yeah I mean I don't know Ben if you had any other thoughts before we move on to another team to our next team.
1: Yeah I think I'm I'm more impressed with their offense kind of like what easy was saying. Uh, Billy Donovan uh was always a good defensive coach. So like those OKC teams that maybe they maybe didn't have the best defenders. They had guys like Roberson and Durant but other than that not really or Ibaka as well, but, you know, those teams played really overachieved defensively as well, even going back to college at Florida, and now with the Bulls they're he just added Lonzo ball, so he's going to have a blast running it with him, but I think offensively, like, the best thing that they have now is just other players that can take the ball away from Zach Levine, not have him have to do everything i guess we're seeing that now right because didn't he have like a hand ligament injury whatever yeah he has uh
2: no he's not going to be out he's playing through the um the fractured ligament or something like that but it's in his non-shooting hand so it's not really like uh like a thing that's going to stop him from playing
1: yeah but yeah the rosen's been really good for them as well like you were saying mike and i was i was going to mention what you guys were saying how about the about the schedule we're gonna to have to see as it goes on because yeah. at least i know they just played uh they just played utah and they played against new york which are two good teams and they won one of those games which is good but like to start off the season they did play you know they played detroit twice they played new orleans and
2: yeah some yeah. really bad teams
1: yeah I don't, again none of us think chicago's bad but it's gonna kind of see how that goes i think this is the team that could probably um overshoot our expect are the three of our expectations yeah. that we had at the start of the season. Cause all of us had them towards the end of the, of the bottom eight, right. of the I Converse. think
2: I had them at six. I th-
0: yeah. Check. I believe I had them at six or seven. So I had them either yeah. at playing
2: or on the cusp of a playing. Right. I probably yeah. had them playing too. Yeah. There's right. I had them playing as
1: well. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I was talking to, I guess, friend of the pod, Chris Coipel, Uh, or very early, like after one or two games into the season, he was saying that he could easily see this team go to four because I guess, uh, Boston struggling, Philly struggling. You could definitely see that happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they're on the up and up. And, you know, in order for a team to ascend, other teams got to fall. So I guess we can talk a little bit about, (laughs) uh, the Celtics and kind of their struggles. Let's get Uh, into the Celtics. It's been weird for them. They're, they're sitting at, they're out of the playoffs right now. The playoffs, uh, started tomorrow. So, uh, we're seeing kind of a struggle between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. The new coach has been having uh, some moments. Uh, <laughs> Benny, you can talk about that story because you were telling us before the pod. But how do we feel about the Celtics where they're going in a direction? Uh, you know, they have a few games coming up here. So, uh, you know, do we think they're going to pull it together? Do we do we see them kind of getting out of this funk and being good? They're, I mean, their roster is better than their record. And they have two star players. So on paper, it doesn't really make sense what's why they're struggling uh, so much? But is it is it the new coach?
1: Um, it's uh, probably a little bit. I would have to go to the coach, I guess. I mean, these guys they can't guard anybody. Like I was seeing now, the only teams they've held under a hundred are Houston and Toronto, right? But they they gave yeah, up one hundred and thirty eight. Okay to new york 140 to charlotte uh yeah a, a, over 115 twice to washington and back-to-back games
2: that's the bad one in, in my exactly opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah yeah those
1: are those are the really those are really bad games there or sorry it was 130 to charlotte now 140 but yeah still <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're letting miles bridges drop
2: like a million <laughs> points on you great that's so much better <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like you were saying, man, we were talking about
1: it off pod. Like this, the, they they play almost entitled. Like I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it's just what keeps coming it to is. mind for me. That they, they play it, almost the right word. Yeah, that they, they they're playing almost entitled. Like they're they're they are putting themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals already, right? At least, and I we were again we were talking about it off pod that this is a Boston Celtics score that has never made the finals. And in the history, throughout the history of time, that's a failure. You're a failure if you're a Celtics score that hasn't made the finals because most of the ones before them have made it, at least going back to the nineteen, even the the sixties and seventies. Yeah, so with, with players
0: it. of that caliber, I mean, they should be exactly. They should be there, except for, except for like a little period in like the early two thousands, where they were kind of crap, and yeah. the, I guess the nineties the they were in the yeah, yeah. Of that great. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, with if you have two star players like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, usually they put together a roster that makes it. And this roster isn't bad. I mean, you have Al Horford, who's, you know, it's kind of aging. Dennis Schroeder can still give you something. Josh Richardson, Marcus smart who's, who's been hurt the past few games, Enos Cantor. So this roster, like I said, I feel like it's better than it is. But you you were saying that story about uh the, the new coach. So I wanted to tell that real quick before. Oh, it, yeah. So uh, I,
1: I think it was after the, I want to say it was after the first Washington loss. Uh, The, the score line was closer than probably should have been that's just because for washington feels like they they let off the, their gas a little bit but email duke their head coach for the boston celtics he was asked about the game and he's always like been really like i've noticed that this he's like a really kind of open straightforward guy he's he's a first-year head coach so he's probably going to learn to not be so open with the with the press especially which was the opposite of brass teams who's always very you know a lot quieter just coach speak and that's it i'm good to go
0: yeah him. exactly coach speak exactly yeah
1: but with Emil Doka, he was asked, you know, the the a hey, or your, your team, they looked like they weren't giving any effort. They were playing poorly. You know what's what's going on with that? And he said, oh, he was talking about their shooter run earlier that day, and he was saying that he called, he kind of, I guess, he paused practice or shoot-around, whatever, and he called them over. He said that they were going to get their ass kicked if they keep fooling around in practice. Basically, is what he's saying. And I th- I think that that's I was telling you guys that I think he should have kept that one in the drafts when he was going to talk <laughs> to the media because. Yeah. Cause you're that's, no tap, I think separate. that's, I think that's damning for him. And it's, I know he's the first year head yeah. coach, but still he's the head coach. Right. So he has to have some sort of expectation for him. And I think that's a little damning that, you know, he called them out. They're going to get their ass kicked. If you guys don't try practice goes on, they get to the game, they get their ass kicked because they didn't try. And yeah.
0: Back-to-back games that they dropped against the wizards. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's only at the time, I think it was only five games in to the season and you know, you're not seeing players I don't want to say respect because we don't. We only know this story, but they're they're not following what the coach is saying. I think, and it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tough first season than we thought for them.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be tough, especially because you have so many players on this team who have been here for a minute. You know, I mean, with and your star players, you know, you have brown and tatum who've been on this team longer than he has obviously so it's not it's not a brand new team it's not a particularly a super young team although they are you know i I guess they have a good mix of vets and and young guys but um what what about you do you see anything out like do you see this turning around anytime soon for them or are they just going to keep struggling
2: i don't know if it's going to turn around anytime soon i I, kind of have an opposite take on the coach calling him out i think he needs to and i think the team has like an attitude problem and if you can't get to them Behind the door, you might as well get to them outside the door because at this point, these like, like to live saying, by easy. Goddamn I mean, <laughs> Coke. gets a there gets to a point where you this team has tried making playoffs so many years and they just keep failing and failing and failing. And then there's something called continuity when you're actually winning, but you don't want to have continuity when you're always losing. And this team, other than the conference finals run that they made that one year it's not a good continuity that they've had for, for the last five, six years. So like there, there's going to have to come a point where you're like, again, I don't want to like say like, you got to sell like, you know, some players and stuff like that, but it, it, sometimes it just doesn't work. Like it it just doesn't, you know, like, and whether or not it works somewhere else for another guy, that's, that's different. But like, I'm not saying trade Tatum or Jalen Brown tomorrow, but at the same time, like you have guys like, Marcus Smart that you say are like these great high character player leaders and like how valuable are they really to your team if your team isn't making the changes necessary to start winning like how integral is that player if nothing is really changing and on top of and, that yeah 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 what, what were you we gonna say later?
0: No, I was gonna say like on on the Marcus Smart point it's a great point because he was the player for the past few years that whenever we talked about a trade for the Celtics he was always in that conversation um, but yeah. now his value this year is kinda of in the toilet a little bit. He hasn't been playing that great. He's set he's averaging seven points. His assist to no his assist to turnover ratio is a two. That's not great for a guard for a point guard. Um, so his value is kinda of in the toilet. He's been hurt. Um, so yeah. you know, it's they kind of if they're gonna sell him now, they're 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 not getting him at his peak value. So if you when you talk about like the front office for them, and you know, they've been kind of yeah uh They've had a lot of change and turmoil the past couple seasons, where they just haven't. It feels like they wasted a lot of opportunity with their draft capital and just
2: yeah. The front uh, office they failed. They didn't make
0: trades. Yeah, they, the, it the, feels like a failure on their part. We
2: we can't act like the what the what the Celtics did with the assets that they had isn't a failure. I don't know how you can consider it a success. Not I mean, a single
1: finals appearance for that well, group. Three conference even, finals, but
2: right yeah. and like. I can't consider it a success when you have all these assets. And then instead of like trading for something to support Tatum and Brown in their development, right? Like these guys are getting better every year. You want to build around them. How are you not getting a third guy? Like after the Kyrie thing happened, you should have already been going after like other star players. You should not have settled for like another type of guy. Like can they
1: expected? Yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: with all respect to Kemba, he is an only offensive player. And Kemba couldn't even take the Hornets or – yeah, the Hornets now, not the Bobcats. <laughs> Thought about him at the Bobcats. He couldn't even take the Hornets to the playoffs by himself except for one year. So, like, he's not going to take you over the hump. Like, I mean, wh- why would you think he can? You should have been going after, like, actual guys that can help you win. Like, again, I don't know what happens behind closed doors. I don't know what happens. But, like, James Harden, did they even try to trade for him? Did they try?
0: Yeah, the, the trades haven't worked and, and the draft picks haven't been much better. They're horrible. Tatum and they're, I mean, Aaron e. Smith, Peyton Pritchard, Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, all guys in different stages of their beginning of their career, but none of them have worked out. None. You know, at all, so.
2: Pritchard is okay, but, like, yeah. he's not going to, he's a backup. He's, he's, he's getting 15 minutes
0: a game right now. He's not, right. he's not really, they're not depending yeah. on him, you know? That's yeah. what I'm
2: saying. You had all these picks and you ended up picking anyways and it's like, If you're picking that late into the draft, does it really help you win? Like, why aren't you trading these picks? I remember, like, obviously not, like, I feel bad for Brad Stevens because this is the situation that he inherited in terms of the GM that he was the coach for. So it's just kind of like he's fixing the problem that was already his problem when he was a coach anyways, because he was dealing with the GM not getting him any talent anyways. Because, like, you can tell me that they got Kemba. You can tell them that they got Evan Fournier. You can tell me that they got Horford back. Um, they should have never let Horford walk to begin with, but <laughs> yeah. you know, they did. Um, it's just, to me, the Celtics have just been a failure in the last, um, at least to their standard of what they're supposed to be doing. It's been a failure. You can make three conference finals all you want, but the fact that you make three different conference finals with three different types of teams around Tatum and Brown you couldn't even get one of them to the finals tells you already all that you need to know about your team and what you're doing. Like, how are you not making finals at least one of those years? Come on.
0: Yeah, they, they have a lot to figure out for sure. And, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting the rest of the way if they can make any trades. And it, Brad Smith, uh, uh, Stevens, like you said, is, is going to have to figure out what to do from here with this kind of spare parts that he has sitting on the bench. And uh,
1: they'll find out, like, what sort of executive he's going to be.
0: Yeah, right? 100%. Yeah, it's going to be a huge test for him. Uh, because they have, they can't – I don't think this roster is going to stay the same throughout the rest of the year, so, uh, just, so I'm not if they're sure expecting to even
1: make the playoffs at this
2: point. Yeah, at this definitely. point, I mean, like, I think <laughs> yeah. they can make play-in, but, like, you're yeah, playing yeah. for play-in? I mean, come on. like, That's bad, yeah. That's I bad, mean, At
0: that point, you're just hoping that, you know, all, by post-All-Star break with whatever trade you've made and Tatum and Brown just kind of keep ascending that you're going to get hot and just end up making a run. But uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't look good for them in the early going. But uh, I guess we'll we can keep going here. I did want to kind of go on the other side of the spectrum and talk about a team that's doing really well and bouncing back from a an off year, and that's the Warriors. So they're number three in the post in uh, the the power rankings that I've been seeing. Um, they're eleventh in offensive rating, fifth in defensive rating, uh, which makes sense considering some of the 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 signings they have and kind of the players that we've seen in terms of their depth. Um, so. You know this is a team that's waiting kind of a sleeping giant right with with clay coming back and obviously steph is playing incredibly well right now um so you know i, I love i love the the bench that they have out of porter i think is a good addition looney's giving them decent contributions Belitza, somebody who's all of a sudden pretty pretty good glue guy for them uh what are you guys seeing i guess start with over with you benny how do you feel about the warriors how, how'd start? Um, do you view them as a contender? Like, do you think they're going to be back in the top of the West, uh, especially once Clay comes back?
1: I think when Clay comes back, yeah, because they can only look better, right? Clay yeah. the, Clay isn't a yeah. guy. I don't think Clay is a guy that he will demand like 30 shots a game. Well, we know he's not that player, really. He He's a star player that, it's weird because I, you know, he needs the ball to shoot. Right. But I think that he can fit in so many different ways into an offense that it's very difficult for me to see him disrupt what the Warriors have going on right now, especially with his chemistry with Stephen Curry, obviously, but offensively, they're looking really good defensively. They're looking really good too. Um, I think credit to, to Steve Kerr, at least for the start that they're having. Right. Because I have had my doubts about Steve Kerr for for a little bit these past i thought last year was was a i think we still do but yeah 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 no they're not gone they are not gone but it's just credit (laughs) to the to the good start that they've had right that the team is playing really well better than i personally thought they would be i think steve kerr does get a little bit of credit there um obviously if it
2: continues he'll get more but yeah yeah um i I got a couple notes on them (laughs) um yeah go for it i mean Curry hasn't even been playing that well, if we really think about it. He's shooting 42% and 39 from three, which I guess 39 from three is not yeah, bad I mean, for a normal good, guy, but, yeah. for Steph, that's, but for Steph, that's pretty bad. He's supposed that's to shoot true. better that's, than – That's like average. He, he's period. an above 40 yeah. three-point shooter, and he's 42% from the field. I can't see that getting worse when Clay comes back. That's only going to help him get more efficient. Um, you know, there's some guys here that aren't even playing to the ability that they're supposed to be playing. Jordan Poole has, been, has had flashes of looking great. But then he'll, like, shoot himself out of a game. He shoots 24% from the three. If I see him take another moving three-pointer, <laughs> I think I'm just going to turn off the TV because it-, it drives me crazy. Every time he sets and shoots, he makes it. But every time he's on the move, he misses it, at least from the three. So, like, there's things that need to be fixed offensively on this team. Um, but adding clay is not going to be an issue at all. Like, this this will only help everybody else play better um, 100%. I think they're overachieving a little bit right now. I think they're getting a, a, a few lucky calls at the end of games too, to win. They're getting like, they're, they're doing what winning teams do, which is getting hot at the right time, at least during games. And I mean, it, it's showing on the record right now. So I think they do, what they also did was add some veterans that actually, you know, can play the game of basketball and not just a bunch of young guys around Curry. And I think that's showing on the court. Like you said, Otto Porter has been very quality, guy to have in there when um draymond and um curry are out there um toscano anderson's giving some really good minutes too in the hustle area um iguodala even just being there as a as a player it's just like a calming presence when he's out there you know they're used to him so this team i don't i don't know if they're a finals team yet again i want to see more i want to see them have a game where like they really just win like they don't just like tinker around you know like they're like yeah we're up oh no we're back down like I want to see you dominate. Like, if you guys can really dominate a basketball game, or basketball games consistently for multiple games, maybe I'll start buying into it a little bit more. Right. And maybe that'll maybe that'll happen when Wiseman and Clay come back. We, we're not even talking about Wiseman, and Wiseman is a seven foot center who can grab boards and shoot from <laughs> the outside, allegedly. So, like, I don't even like we haven't even seen this team in full health, which is the insane part. And they're doing this, so I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, if you're a Warriors fan, you should be very excited.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think one thing to note, too, is it feels like I just when you're when I'm watching these games, and it, it just could be the same old Warriors. But it feels like they're leaning even more to taking threes per game. Like the amount of threes that they're taking per game, it feels like it's higher than it's ever been. And that's what like 40,
2: 40, it's like 40. a game.
0: <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. I mean, you have Curry's averaging 15 three point attempts a game right now, which is pretty insane. Um and you have like one, two, three, four other guys who are shooting about five a game. So
2: yeah, that's Damian crazy. Lee shooting five threes yeah. a game. Do you do you really yeah. think they're going to be worse when Clay comes back and shoots more than five threes a game? Like...
0: Yeah, I mean he'll probably be taking shots away from those other guys, but like that'll be a good I thing. hope. So, so
2: I hope know, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what you want. Yeah. I hope I hope he's taking shots away from Jordan Poole because Jordan <laughs> Poole only takes shots fading away into the corner. It's fine. Exactly. Whatever. I'm okay. Uh,
0: yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> I, I was a little surprised to see the defensive rating so high because I feel like. That's a little bit of
2: a. It's a little bit of a, a,
0: a fugazi, like that's not yeah. like a, a facade. You know what I mean? That's not gonna. I don't think that'll persist for the rest of the year. It's just but, it doesn't even you know, show
2: in the games. Like it's not it gonna show. say, yeah, I, I, the I think they're, they're just playing.
0: You. you know, this like we've talked about with a couple other teams. Like the schedule has been pretty good to them so far. Right. Um, but you know, with Clay coming back, if you know, Clay's a, a two-way player. I think ought, some people for, yeah. tend to forget that. So I'm hoping even after all these injuries that he can still do that. Um, yeah. You know, certainly if you're a Warriors fan, you're definitely hoping that he, he comes back to what he was two years I'm ago. I'm excited I'm excited yeah. for Wiseman,
2: too, man. I yeah. again, like I don't I don't know what he is as a prospect, but I do know what he is. And he's a seven mm-hmm. footer who's not six nine like Kavon Looney. And I know that he can actually block some shots in the paint, which Looney can't mm-hmm. He can give me hustle, but he ain't going to do anything from the center position that's going to change a game. Maybe yep. Wiseman can. I'm a little bit more excited for Wiseman just cause I know what Clay is. And I know that he's not going to hurt the team. Wiseman's the one that I'm a little bit more interested in. Um, yeah. And, and we'll see. I mean, he, I think he, I don't know when he comes back. He might come back around the time that Clay comes back. If I'm being honest.
0: Probably. And I'm just remembering from last year, his rookie year, he got off to a really good start and then kind of yeah. ended up in the, in the doghouse for a little while yeah. before he got hurt. Um, so we'll see. He had up and down for rookie year, but you know, oh, he's yeah. so young. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Um, awesome. So I don't know if there's any other teams we want to hit up. Uh yeah. Kind of in our in our power you, rankings here.
2: Does anybody have a team? Because I got a couple teams.
0: Uh I think that I think I, I got all the ones that I want to talk about out. I mean we could yeah. talk about the Kings later if you want to, but they're not really <laughs> in the power rankings right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was actually gonna go like flip side and talk about yeah, um go for it. Toronto. Toronto's oh, yeah. four and three, and they're doing this without Siakam on the court. And mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes is looking kind of for real, guys. Scotty Barnes <laughs> <laughs> and Scotty he's, he's Barnes kinda, is good. He's kind of looking good. And that's a terrifying thought. This is a team that um their wins aren't against really the strongest opponents. But I think that's what they needed to do is to win these games before they can actually get back to a healthy Siakam and win some games. I'm not saying they're going to make a huge noise in the playoff or, playoffs or anything like that. But, like, they can steal a spot from the Celtics in the play-in. Like, I, I don't see that being so hard to conceivably believe with the roster that they have um with a van vliet siakam scotty barnes looking great um you know they on anobi you know like they just have guys that like they know their role like again and i think it's so important to like know your role on a team and this is a team that has guys that know their role and i don't know i thought toronto i've seen scott like just the way scotty barnes plays it's just like
0: He's really athletic. He's like he's, really he's athletic. Just,
2: he's just really, really and good. And Toronto
0: always gets these like freaky, like long guys, like Siakam and Obi, like you're talking and about. Goran and Goran Dragic, Goran <laughs> hasn't played the last four games. I don't know what, what's going on with the situation. He got like moved to the bench and then just hasn't played. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're definitely when Siakam comes back, they're they're going to be pretty scary with all those like long,
2: long guys on the wing. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be a tough um, out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Benny, you got another team because I, I can keep going here. No, keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I got you. Um, Going on the topic of because we talked about coaches hiring, like hirings of coaches and like who we were excited about, who we're not excited about. I was never excited about any of these coaches. Um, <laughs> Maybe the Celtics coach I was a little bit excited about just because I know who he is as like a as like a coach. Mm-hmm. And like, I still don't think he's going to be that great. But Rick Carlisle, Indiana Pacers, one and six, Um, Orlando Magic um i don't even know who their new head coach is but he's also one and six on <laughs> a west um,
1: oh, no, on south in washington, right? pelicans, yeah, Weston, so
2: washington pelicans one and six um yeah the, these are just i mean portland they got off to a horrendous start three and three and this is the team that's been together so like the only coach that's doing well is the washington wizards coach five and one and again not the hardest wins to get but We definitely didn't expect to see the Washington Wizards at five and one. So credit to him. But like, these are some teams that like you hire a new coach and you expect some motivation. Even Dallas is a four and two, but that is a weak four and two, if we're being honest. That is a very, very like, like that is a really, really weak (laughs) four and two. And like by weak, I mean, like I have zero confidence in this team to keep doing this for the rest of the season. Like you beat the Kings. Congratulations! You beat my team. You beat our team, three yeah. days one hoops team. Um, but you beat King Houston King. and you beat the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Great! You also got blown out by Atlanta and Denver. So like, I am not inspired by the by Dallas at all. Yeah, I just think just, that like ahead, the coaches, ahead. yeah, like the coaches are just. I guess like on paper, like people might have thought the coaching, the coach hirings were good, but like I never thought these coaches were like these world beaters that were really going to change a team. And so far, I think we're seeing that a little bit. And we're going to keep seeing that. I don't know how you guys feel about that.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Mike.
0: Yeah, no, go ahead, Benny. Were you going to say something?
1: No, no, no. I just yeah. said, like, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, the, the Minnesota head coach, like, the results aren't looking too rough. They have a new head coach as well. Right. Like, I was seeing that they, they beat Milwaukee, but... Yeah. and yeah, looks good. That's really... They, 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 they were tight with Denver. Yeah. But... Yeah, man, it just, it really sucks because aside from Rick Carlisle, I think he said the, it from the beginning, man. Yeah. Rick
2: Carlisle was not the right fit for that team.
1: Yeah, yeah, but aside from him, like, where I was going with that was, I'm pretty sure he was the only one that's not a rookie head coach. Or yeah. That, okay. I from think the, for that the new, sounds for about right. Hiring. Well, Jason Kidd. Oh, right, Jason Kidd. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, aside from uh, Carlisle and Kidd, like, it always sucks because, like, these guys that have never been head coaches, they're always going to end up in the worst situations. Really, if yeah. you think about it, or at least pretty tough situations. The Washington, uh, you know, he's doing really well. Like you said, it's that it's yeah. a five. You know, it's it's not gonna hold most likely. But I guess he's doing okay. But you know, there's great. The Washington's doing well. Washington's not a, not really a good job. Or like you know, there's New Orleans, yeah. there's Orlando and teams like that. So it's always gonna be really tough for rookie head coaches to break in. So I think Emil email is probably the most disappointing out of that whole group. Or I guess Carlisle
2: too. I would probably say Carlisle for sure, especially with a roster that's been the same for like the last five years. Like they know each other. Yeah. I just don't think Carlisle has the same ability to coach a team like he did a decade ago. Like I haven't seen it. Like I haven't, you know, like he's gotten really fortunate with really good players. Like you had Dirk Nowitzki for the entire time you were in Dallas and then you had Luca come in right after. Like, I think he's just been really lucky. And again, he has a tendency to put players in the doghouse. And like, even when they play well, Miles Turner dropped like a 40 bomb. And then like, he played him like 29 minutes the next game. How are you going to get a guy that just made 40 points in a game and only play him 29 minutes the next game? Like (laughs) these, some of these things just don't make any sense. So like, again, like coaches always, they got to figure it out. And again, like you guys on on a good note that you mentioned that new coaches are always going to end up in bad situations because that's why they got hired in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't know this, this crop of coaches for the most part, not saying that all of them are like Chris Finch for the Timberwolves is doing a good job. But then again, it's hard to do a bad job compared to what they were doing last year.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It
1: it doesn't make it a good job, you know?
2: Right. yeah,
0: Yeah. And I think one coach that does have a chance to like turn it around, since it's so early still, I think Willie Green, who's coaching the Pelicans right now. yeah. So I think obviously everybody's waiting to see when Zion's gonna come back. That's kind of yeah. the whole thing. But their roster isn't bad. I think Nikhil Alexander Walker hasn't been playing that well lately. Um, Brandon Ingram, you saw Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Devontae Graham, Josh Hart. So it's, it's not a great roster, but I think once Zion comes back, that can really help put everything in, in, in place and they can be a lot better. Uh, Willie Green was on Monty's Williams staff the past couple of seasons. So, you know, I don't think, I don't think he was a bad hire. I I really don't know much about him, but just considering his pedigree, I think they have a decent chance to turn it around once Zion comes back in. It's just a question of when is Zion going to come back and like, is his weight going to be a concern? I hear it's like,
2: I hear it's like three weeks to a month right now that they expect. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. And they don't. And like, we talk about all these teams having an easy start. This team did not have an easy start. Yeah. Um, they started with Philly, which, like, we can say what we want about Philly, but like, Philly's gonna beat the Pelicans nine times out of ten. Yeah, definitely. um, they played Chicago, they played Minnesota twice, and they got a game from Minnesota. So, I mean, you know, that's fine. They lost to Atlanta, which is a good team, Sacramento, which is, you know, the greatest team on earth, and um, the New York Knicks. So, and it was a close game for the Knicks. So, like, they're missing their best player, you know. It, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be like, they definitely should have won at least one of these games. Um, yeah, 100%. With the roster that they have, but I think they're better than what the record shows. Um, so we'll see with them, you know. Yeah, what about I just anticipate, for... anticipate them turning it
0: around. No, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead, Ben.
1: I was gonna move yeah. and say, like, what we guys felt about coaches that could uh, potentially be on the hot seat that you know they're not rookie head coaches, like they've been in the job at least you know one or two seasons. But if you want to finish off with uh, the Pelicans,
2: no,
0: I'm, I'm good with the Pelicans.
2: We can move on to yeah, yeah, that topic. Um, I mean, Spurs Popovich is gonna be out in a year or two. So um, I wouldn't <laughs> he's say retire. he's in a hot seat. He's going to yeah. retire before he can even get in the hot seat. It's yeah, not going to yeah. be his decision, right? Or
1: sorry, it's not going to be the Spurs decision, right? Nah, nah. No,
2: he, he's retiring. Yeah. They already yeah. announced in one or two years. Becky Hammond's probably going to get that job. Yeah. Um, she's been there for years. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't even be surprised if that's the reason why she doesn't interview with so many teams yeah. um, for the head coaching job. And that's why she hasn't moved on to the WNBA head coaching jobs either, because she probably have mm-hmm. all the head coaching jobs there. Good she point. wants NBA. Yeah. Um, so she'll probably end up being head coach of the Spurs eventually. Hot seat. I mean, Tyron Lue, maybe. I mean, I didn't want to get into the Clippers yet, but I think Not I'm going to get it. into the yeah. Clippers. Let's do it. <laughs> it feels spicy um, right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you, Venny, but we talked I had, about I actually had, had both LA teams in mind. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know about Vogel because, again, they're in the middle of the season, and I don't yeah. think they'll fire Vogel middle season with the roster they have right now. Maybe by next year they will. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Tyron Lue, like, for what he did in the playoffs last year, good for him. <laughs> but we talked about this roster. This team is not good enough to make playoffs. And, like, I put him in the playoffs out of, as a courtesy for, like, the continuity that they have and Tyronn Lue do, for the team doing so well in the playoffs last year. But, like, this beginning of the season is really, really concerning if you're a Clippers fan. You start with the Warriors, which, like, that was a close game. You can't blame anyone for that game for a loss. Mm-hmm. lose They Memphis. look good in that game. Yeah, <laughs> but, and they look good yeah. in their defense. You yeah. played Memphis and you lost that game too. You beat the Blazers. Congratulations. You beat this horrible Blazers team. Um, you lose to Cleveland. You lose to Portland right after. That's. These are double
1: losses, by the way.
2: Right. Like these are big They're losses. Cleveland and Portland. And this is not a testament to Paul George in the slightest. Without Paul George, the team would be 0-6. <laughs> like it, it's oh, it's yeah. not even close. This man is shooting 50% from the field and 37 from three. So clearly Paul George isn't the issue. We talked about at least what I mentioned was the guys that they have on their roster just cannot play second, like a second seat to Paul George. Like they, they're just not good enough. Like we we talk about Reggie Jackson right now. He's shooting 31 from the field, 29 from three. You have Luke Kennard, which we know this isn't going to keep going. 44 from the field, 42 from three. Bledsoe, 37 from the field, 18% from the three. Marcus Morris hasn't played. Uh, Zubots isn't a score. Terrence Mann, 41%, 33%. Batum 35 21. These are horrible percentages. So, hey, like, that's really bad. this is this is a bad yeah. team for Paul George to be with. And again, if we can say all we want that they might get better throughout the season, I would hope they can get better throughout the season. But I'm not really inspired to think that they will. We've seen these guys on other teams not figure it out. Reggie Jackson, he figured it out last season, but in his career, he's never really been a guy that can be a like, help a star player carry a team to a playoff eric bledsoe the last few seasons hasn't been able to shoot at all he even got ran out of milwaukee milwaukee had to go get drew holiday because eric bledsoe was not good enough for the contract that he had luke yeah, Kennard's getting paid, but, yeah luke Kennard's getting yeah. paid like what 46 mil or even more than that and like you yeah. barely play him you have to play him he's probably the only guy that can shoot on your team <laughs> but it's so
0: frustrating what they don't like it's it's so obvious the need that they have for shooting but that being said i feel like you know it, I feel like they're just—they're they, just on a cold streak, and this is the type of thing where. But it's the gonna, whole team, It's—it's it's the whole team. I agree, but this is the type of thing where they're gonna live and die by the three up until the time that Kawhi gets there. Not that Kawhi's gonna fix everything like by magic, but you know, it's, it, they're just gonna be—I feel like a really streaky team throughout the regular he might, season. He
2: might not even come back though this year. Yeah, why and would that's he? The... <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> well, the one. Why would he? That's a good. Why would Benny, he? Yeah, no. I don't yeah. know if you wanted to expand on that because. Yeah. You know, he yeah. won't come back if they're not good. <laughs> that's
0: true. We've seen that <laughs> show twice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I like we had that, that that
1: debate like more than once here on this podcast about, oh, Clippers, Lakers. And I always thought higher of, of the Clippers. But this is where I agree with Easy as far as like Teron Liu. Like, okay, at the beginning of the pod, we were talking about Duncan Robinson being like the one guy that's not playing up to his skill set. Okay. That's Duncan Robinson's fault. But when we look at the Clippers and aside from Paul George, who is looking like the only player that should be playing On professional basketball, exactly yeah. <laughs> like it's every other player. Like these are these are role players. Right. And so these guys need a role and they need uh, to be a cog in the system that's supposed to be designed about Paul George. And they're supposed to be put in the right positions, the right lineups, the right situations. To get the best out of them. So, like, if it was, let's say, it was just Reggie Jackson that's playing poorly, or like, let's say it was fucking Kennard and Jackson. Okay, what? That's that's both of them just not playing well, but everybody else is doing all right. But no, it's all these other role players besides Paul George that's playing poorly, and that's why, like, I like I agree with Easy. Like, I think that Tyronn Lue is is in a bit of trouble here.
0: They're they're top ten right now in defensive rating and twenty six in offensive rating. So. You figure at some point that's gonna level out, but I mean, it's like you guys are saying, it's like the whole team is cold.
2: And it's um, it's crazy that yeah. they're even doing that well defensively, considering how yeah. bad they're doing offensively. So like, clearly, defense isn't an issue for this team. Yeah, but like, and that's
0: why I think they'll turn it around. But they're so cold right now; it's hard
2: to see they're it. They're just, it's just so bad. Yeah. Like, I've I see these games and I see Paul George playing. I'm like. This is this is horrible for Paul George. Like this, you can tell this man is really, really trying to make it work for with a roster that, like I said, overachieved immensely last year. Like, there's no reason why that team should have beat who was it? The Jazz? I think they played the Jazz. There's no reason that team should have beat the Jazz. The Jazz. They beat the The Nuggets.
1: I know the Suns beat the Nuggets. the,
2: The Jazz lost that series. And, again, yeah. the Clippers, like, really earned it with the shooting. But, like, the Jazz really lost that series, like, bad. So, like, we'll see we'll see with the Clippers. But, like, again, Kawhi's not going to come back if they're not playing well. And if they don't play well in the beginning, he ain't coming back. So this is kind of a wasted year. And I'm not saying they're going to fire Tyron Lue because of this year because who can even blame Tyron Lue necessarily for the roster that's there in place. But you did pay a lot of these guys thinking that they could be part of a winning team. So I, I don't know. I'm concerned about the Clippers, um, but we'll see. We'll see with the Clippers.
0: Yeah, so pretty interesting rankings that we have so far through three weeks, lots of uh, unexpected people laying down low. The Clippers not doing well, Bulls super hot. Um, do you guys want to talk about any rookies uh, that are, are kind of No, I know we, we hit up Scotty Barnes a little earlier. Yeah um i i want to shout out Franz wagner for just doing yeah. really great things for my fantasy team <laughs> now but seriously <laughs> he's playing really well i mean I, I made the joke earlier about how annoying he was against the heat but he just him and his brother mo it's just funny to see them both on the court together but franz is, actually looks like a real nba player which is something that i had questions about um when he got drafted yeah. just because of his athleticism wasn't too sure was there but he looks like he belongs um is there any other guys that you guys want to talk about um Pretty interesting rookie classes here.
1: I have not kept up with the rookies this year. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Scotty Barnes like, yeah, is doing well. I only
2: care about winners. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Just give me veterans. <laughs> give me your like, 19 uh, has them over. <laughs> Benny is the equivalent <laughs> of the LA Rams when it comes to players. If it's not a Von Miller, Aaron Donald, I don't care. I Don't want it. <laughs> not even gonna waste the draft picks. <laughs> oh man, you really do have a Pat rally mentality, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love that. Rookies, um, Josh Giddy. Kind of sort of looks like the second best player on the Thunder. Not to say the Thunder good, are good, man. but he looks <laughs> yeah. like he's going to no, he really be yeah, he an does. important he does. player for them in the future. Um, and he rebounds
0: so for them. He has a good size. Like, I'm pretty sure he has like
2: eight them. rebounds a game. Yeah, it's kind of funny. something like that. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I yeah. really feel bad for him. He's going to be doing the loser laps this year. But um, yeah. <laughs> um. So other than that, rookie wise, I will... there was another rookie. You mentioned Franz Wagner. He's playing incredibly yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um. And we talked about it on draft day too, that like, it was an interesting fit that like we thought might actually work well for the magic Mm -hmm. because they always get so many bigs and he kind of plays that forward position a bit. Right. So he
0: can create his own shot, which is not something that they've had a lot of.
2: Right. So like, he's looked great. Um, I'm trying to see in terms of teams. Jalen Green has not looked good, but that's a testament no. to the Houston Rockets.
0: Yeah, um, the Rockets is just a black hole this year. I mean, they're, they're really yeah. not worth even spending a couple minutes on, but they've been just awful. Yeah. It's just
2: really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other rookies. Um,
0: uh, I mean, Davion Mitchell's been pretty good. Um, defensively, he's been defensively, a, yeah. a
2: shining spot. Yeah. Um, big, bright spot. We, we still haven't seen Cade Cunningham. He could be good.
0: I think didn't he play like I think he had his first minutes the He other played day, one game maybe and then like 13 he rested. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: something yeah. like that, and then um, uh, Evan Mobley, you know, Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley's been kind of surprising. Cavs. Yeah, especially with all the bigs yeah. that they have, he's looked mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, on a side note, I've I think I'm gonna do this thing throughout the season where I'm gonna just start not watching teams on League Pass. So I'm gonna, <laughs> just cross I'm them off the list. <laughs> I'm officially gonna make this a segment.
0: Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: there's already one team that i'm just mm-hmm. never gonna watch on league pass i just Let's refuse go. to watch them play basketball it's houston i am not yeah. watching oh, that God, team play basketball they so bad ever again this season unless it's the only game on at night and i might not i might choose not to watch basketball which is a lot
0: but <laughs> damn but like They're sapping your i love of the game away <laughs> i saw
2: that lakers houston game and i know it was lebron and ad and you know all right. these guys but like yeah I, I can't watch them play basketball. It hurts. It hurts my soul. Like it genuinely hurts my eyes. It hurts everything. I don't want to. that I think see we need the name
0: this segment teams that take joy from the take take joy away from it, the game. Like
2: every week is just a different team. Been, I mean, it could be a different team every week, but like I know Houston's gonna be that team every week. Yeah, <laughs> no, just cross them off now. Get them I'm off. crossing off teams and yeah. I'll add them as we go. But like for example, like you might think I'd say, okay, see, but you know what? They try. And that do. is, do. that means so much. Giddy's fun to watch. I mean, Giddy's fun to watch, but I could say like, you know, like Kevin Porter, Jalen green, they could be fun to watch, but like, yeah. OKC tries, I yeah. know they're trying to actively win. I see a team like against the Warriors. I saw them hunt for that game comeback and they almost pulled it off. Like that's a team that wants to play basketball. Houston does not look like a team that wants to even play a sport. <laughs> they don't want to do anything. <laughs> no. It is insanely bad. Um, I mean, like, I can even look at these other 1-6 teams and even give, give a reason why I would watch them. Orlando, they try. Indiana, they have guys that try. Sabonis, Malcolm Brogdon. That's, like the, at that's, least like, that's the most you can hope for, yeah. right? Detroit. For team, right. Yeah. Detroit. They haven't even had Cade Cunningham come back yet. Yeah, and I would and rather Jeremy watch Grant, Detroit. Jeremy
0: Grant, Olenek, they make a fun combo on the court to watch. Right. So, yeah. uh,
2: you, you got the Pelicans, which, like, at some point, Zion's going to come back, and that'll be fun to watch. As of right now, I do have them on my list of I'm not going to watch them. Until Zion gets back. Yeah, yeah. There they're that TBD, team
0: for sure. <laughs> they, that is a
2: really rough watch from yeah. what I've been what I've been looking at. Um, but other than that, all these other teams look really great. Like some of these matchups have been really fun to watch. Like I've mm-hmm. um I've really, really enjoyed watching Charlotte play. I've loved their offense. Again, I know defense is an issue, but Charlotte's been a super fun team to watch. Um Sac- again, we're not gonna touch too much on Sacramento, but my gosh, their games have been fun. Um, so I'm just I'm really excited, but in terms of not watching basketball, I never want to see Houston on a TV this season ever again.
0: I like the segment. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> What's the team that you,
1: that you like then? What's the team? Well, like, I know that you said there was a lot of fun teams, a lot of good matches. Yeah. What's yeah. Your team so that...
2: like, so like the team that I'm always looking for Charlotte, just cause it's been fun to watch miles bridges come to his own. It's been really fun watching that team go up and down the court. Even ish Smith at times looks like a really good point guard. Um, <laughs> They've been fun to watch. Um, You know, there's, Even the teams that have losses have been kind of fun to watch. I've been watching Cleveland. It's been interesting to see them play with that, like, like the reverse of what the NBA is today, which is just big men on the court. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just such a weird thing to watch. Um, you know, Minnesota has been a lot of fun actually. Um, just watching the Cat D'Lo Anthony Edwards trio. It's like, it's what Wiggins was supposed to be.
0: Can we talk about yeah. the Anthony Edwards press conferences? Because this dude is just saying the wildest stuff. Like he's hilarious. This guy's a menace. This guy's He's, menace, hilarious. he's cursing, he's doing whatever the fuck he wants, but Didn't he's fucking he it out? up.
1: Didn't, wasn't he calling out yeah. Carl Anthony Thomas and these guys? Like um or not specifically, but wasn't he talking about complaining about effort for the rest of the roster? Like this guy's like 20. Oh, yeah, he's already like, Yeah, he's already he's like kind the leader of taking of the a leadership team. role. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I really like what, it.
2: Yeah. He's what Wiggins was supposed to be. Yeah. And what Cal <laughs> yeah, will honestly. never be. <laughs> yeah car on three will never be but like it, it's such a fun team and ants is like literally what they need they need a bucket like they just need a guy who's gonna get buckets and just like attack every play this guy's averaging yeah. 23 in his second season like we're not even talking about this enough anthony edwards is averaging 23 points a game right now and he's not even shooting well <laughs> like, if he <laughs> starts shooting it's well it's gonna be insane i don't know like this team is I'd be excited to be a Minnesota fan and the jerseys. I don't I don't know if we want to close this pot on the jerseys. But like... oh, okay,
0: yes, that's great. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll try to think of what I want to close on. That's a great because, idea. So. Because
2: the jer- the Minnesota jersey is nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, just to set this up. So today they dropped all of the city editions for all 32 NBA teams, which was surprising. I didn't think uh, they were going to drop yeah. them this early. Um, we had some pretty interesting ones. Um, I, the only ones I've really taken a look at are like, well, I saw like the Sacramento one, Sac Town. I don't know why they they do it to themselves. Um, had the, <laughs> what do you mean that's you a dub? The, that's yeah, I, mean, dub. I guess it's a dub, huge dub. Um, <laughs> Kings gang rise up. But you had the Heat jersey was pretty interesting. Uh, I didn't really Awful. like it. Wasn't my favorite. Uh, the Heat logo itself was cool, but the rest of the jersey you can just throw it away. Uh, any yeah. any cool ones that stood out to you guys?
2: There's been a lot of good ones here. I gotta yeah. I gotta look back at this. Uh, I only saw the Heat ones, sorry. Online, yeah. Yeah, no, there's yeah. there's been some good ones. Denver was nice. I know. Um, even the Toronto one, I'm I'm kind of over the OVO thing.
0: I like the Toronto one, but, I like, cool. on thing, but yeah. I like that the Raptors
2: on the thing. But I like that the Raptors actually on yes. the jersey. It's not just like a club soccer team where you don't even have like a logo. Like, yeah, like we actually have a Raptor here. The, We're called put the, the Raptors. Dinosaur
0: on the on the right, front <laughs> of the, jersey. Put the dinosaur yeah. on it. <laughs> That's Charlotte's all you need. Is, yeah. Charlotte's
2: is super nice too. It's yeah. got that really cool like blue on the top, and then it trickles down to a light blue. And then goes back to the dark blue on the shorts. Really nice look. For I like the, the Charlotte Nuggets Hornets. one
0: too. I like the Nuggets one. They have cool colors on the side, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, man. There's, so there's some
2: nice, there's some nice jerseys out here. Definitely, yeah, the, the the Houston one is nice, but they're still unwatchable.
0: Yeah, unwatchable. Not even watchable with those jerseys on. <laughs> Not even <laughs> so, remotely. Uh, yeah. So some pretty cool stuff going on there with the city editions. Um, been a great first three weeks of the season. Um, I guess. Uh, this By the time this pod drops, it'll be Tuesday. So we'll be looking at Heat at Dallas, Sacramento at Utah will be a really fun game to watch. Uh, you have New Orleans at Phoenix, which is a TNT game for some reason. I don't know if you, can, <laughs> if you, <laughs> you listeners at home are going to want to watch that one. Uh, but we also have Houston's, Houston at LA. So, uh, you know, definitely games to watch would be Miami, Dallas, Sacramento, Utah. So definitely yeah. pay attention to those games and we'll keep you updated here throughout the the rest of the season any final thoughts before we close it out
2: yeah buy your tickets to um heat chicago that's gonna be a great game three
0: dudes (laughs) one hoop will be there live baby saturday (laughs) december 11th let's go all right man all right take it easy everybody we'll catch you on the next pod
1: later guys